Recently, the National Football League announced a host of initiatives to improve diversity, equity, and inclusion. New training, more diverse hiring practices, and a push to install more female coaches. I'm Mike Pachenik. On this episode of The Balancing Act, we're taking a closer look at DEI and you. I'm joined by Tom Bailey, one-time Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer at the Naval War College. Tom, thanks for joining me. Why should diversity, equity, and inclusion be so important to an organization? I think we've all heard that more diverse organizations outperform the non-diverse organizations. What they're not telling you is it's more than just having the diverse organizations because what, what is diversity, first of all? It's differences, okay? If you want diversity, it depends on how you want to classify it. Typically, we want to go to how we can make the company picture look different. You know, people of different skin colors, uh, hairstyles, uh, genders, gender orientation, perhaps. But if you want diversity, let's look at our political system. I think you would say we have a very diverse political system. It's, it's very binary, <laughs> but it, they're complete opposites, and, and the two will never mix, it seems like. So that's not very good because diversity brings about these differences, which brings about friction, which brings about tension, because we just don't understand where the other person's coming from. So why would anybody want friction and tension in their organization? Well, if you can bring it together properly with that inclusion and equity, then you can embrace that diversity where it is good. It can be a beautiful thing. So when you hear this this word that diverse organizations outperform non-diverse organizations, it comes to how you embrace that diversity, how you bring that inclusion together. And I think that's so important here of understanding what's involved. So how has the conversation about DEI shifted over the last several years? Well, you hear the term a lot more inclusion, equity, social justice. (laughs) Um, It used to be diversity, diversity, the sound bite. Uh, We want diversity. We want a diverse workforce. Finish the question. What is that diverse organization, what does it entail? Because again, you know, who wants friction and tensions in their organization? It takes a lot of work to bring it together. It's easy when you go into a meeting trying to solve a problem, if, if everybody brainstorms and quickly jumps on the band and, and you come up with a group solution, uh, which may be the wrong solution. But when you have that one person with the idea out in left field, do you really embrace that, listen to it, evaluate it and find out that really is the the answer that we need to pursue. It takes that extra work to do that. I would say that's the the big transition is recognizing that it's more than just saying diversity. We want a diverse workforce. We saw for many years that we chased the diversity target of uh, trying to get a diverse workforce, but we couldn't retain it because why? The culture. And we have to talk about race and gender in the context of diversity. But what else, Tom, should employers be considering? Caregivers are are very important. and They have to deal with individuals that have needs. The whole issue really is to understand who the people are and what their needs are and recognize what may prevent them from being able to bring their full self to work, you know, have their, their full mind into the job. Are they fully engaged? It could be because of their skin color that we typically think of, that if they don't look the same as everybody else, that creates an apprehension, a concern for that person, that they they have to deal with that all the time. But what about that person who's got elderly parents at home that they have to care for, 
or a, a, a child with special needs or, or something of that nature. And I think with COVID, when we went to all Zoom meetings and, and got invited to everybody's homes, we started to realize these people are real and they have real issues that they have to deal with. And, and we really need to address that. And I think corporate America has, has shifted the, the perspective a little bit to recognize that employees are no longer a commodity, but are actual human beings with real needs. And we need to listen to them and we need to try to help them. And caregivers, especially deal with what they've gone through during COVID of trying to provide care to individuals in a very challenging time, plus their own lives of trying to deal with it. Well, that makes sense. What are some ways to gauge what your employees need to succeed? Well, a little bit of, of everything helps here. Um, you know, training is very helpful in, in getting people to understand some of the basics on it. Uh, the employee resource groups can be very helpful of identifying what the special needs of special groups are and, and even taking that a special another step further of, of using those employee resource groups to understand the customer needs of those, those groups. And, and mentorship is very important, helping people grow as they work through the system to develop good habits and, and nurture that culture. Okay, as you implement a program, what key performance indicators should you be tracking? Do the, the things that you can measure easily, like what is our demographics of age, sex, gender, and stuff like that. But that's if people are willing to self-identify and, and do that. Uh, if you try to identify people, then you're making assumptions in that, that case, and, and that's not correct. But there, there's other KPIs, I think, that are important of what is my goal? What is my vision? What am, am I trying to do? And I think it gets back to culture and the inclusion and equity. How do people feel about being there? Do they feel that they're fully engaged with the job? And there's plenty of surveys out there on employee engagement. I think the national average is something like 37%. And it's been slowly creeping up, which says a lot of people out there aren't fully engaged with their jobs. That may mean they're, they're not going full throttle on the thing, but what's preventing them from being more higher engagement in their jobs? And could it be their skin color and the culture that's there or their religion that they have to take certain days off for a religious holiday and that's held against them? Or the, the woman who has a child who takes maternity leave or the man who takes paternity leave when his child is born how is that viewed in those type of things? And I think one of the things that you can measure is trust. So Tom, how do you foster that trust? Well, a lot of it is, is by example, I think, you know, and authenticity, you know, is the leadership authentic and transparent? We're all human. We're going to make mistakes. Do they own up to those things? Interesting. Okay. What's a quick DEI initiative an organization can implement? I think one is is having the discussions with people, you know, whether it's a company-wide all-hands type of talk or just talking to the, the different uh, watch sections or sections that come into work, the supervisors talking with them and say, hey, tell me what we can do to make this place better. You know, the work process, the study, what can we do to help you grow in the organization and really ask the questions and, and listen to people. It doesn't have to be a, a one-way communication from the top down. And asking the question, what can we do better? How can we make this better? How can we make our organization better? How can we make it easier for you to, to get your job done? What obstacles can we remove? 
What obstacles have you encountered? And lastly, Tom, how does DEI impact an organization's innovation? Well, if innovation is important to your company, I would say diversity is the catalyst for innovation. It's those different ideas that kind of come up with diversity. But inclusion is the enabler, and leadership has to bring it all together in a culture for success. Well, thank you, Tom Bailey, for joining me on this episode of The Balancing Act. For more insights from HR Luminaries, visit our blog, balancingact.homethrive.com. That's balancingact.homethrive.com. For Home Thrive, I'm Mike Pachinik.